2: Ladies and gentlemen, hello and welcome to another edition of America's Best Worst Canadian Sports Podcast. That's right, Real Good Show is back at it again for another week. It is episode 112, an episode uh, that I really have nothing clever to say about this particular number whatsoever. So let's skip right past that, uh, and I will tell you what you already know probably if you've listened to even one of the previous 111. My name is Justin Morissette, and I'm joined once again, as always, by...
0: Stefan
3: Heck. Uh, John Cullen, and uh, welcome to episode 112, Stefan's Wait.
0: Oh, come on. You could have waited till like, episode 115. I, I could have, but 112 is a funnier number. Well, I think 115 is fun. Well, 115 yeah, is... Way more than that, too. You're going to have to... Uh, I'm just going to try and time it out here. you got to be less than 150, right? Oh, yeah, obviously. Okay, well... Uh, I don't think you're going to get... We're not going to get there by the end of the year... Okay. We'll get there. What day? What day is it today? It's the second. Uh, four episodes a month. I'm just kind of doing that thing where I move my fingers and like look up and down. I'm not actually doing the math. Yeah, yeah. But, um. Yeah, I mean, I'd say like early next year for sure. We could get to my weight, but uh, so, I'm hoping. Yeah. I want to just like keep ahead of it. You know, I'm gonna. You're gonna I'm get gonna, fat. I'm gonna be a pound ahead of uh, of the episode, so you'll never get to say it. So it'll I'm be like
3: uh, it'll be like row hit. Uh where he keeps donating one dollar for every episode so you can remain your father. You're gonna gain a yeah, town. Exactly. Yeah, except with my
0: uh with my health.
3: Yeah, yeah. That's gonna be I mean, holy shit, dude. <laughs> By the time we get to like episode two hundred, that's not gonna be pretty. Might I recommend,
2: yeah. Stefan, uh, that you start just diving into the two dollar bottles of wine available at Trader Joe's. Because that certainly did a number on me while I was living down there. If you're looking when, to, when did uh, you live down there? Twenty twelve. So five years ago.
3: Yes. Okay. But I was
2: in good shape before I moved down there. Right. And then instead of smoking weed, I started drinking $2 yeah, bottles yeah, yeah. of wine. And hey, you've told this story it, before. Yeah, it didn't go well for
3: me. My whole point is that it was five years ago. Yeah, yeah, of so, course. So those wines were a long time ago. Of course. Okay. No, it started a rapid okay.
2: descent into alcoholism <laughs> that continued in Shetwind and Dawson Creek. Oh, okay. I got yes. you. I gotcha. All right. I
0: was just <laughs> yeah, checking. Is that figured I, out or is that still going on?
2: Uh, I think I've got it under control at this point. Okay, your alcoholism yeah, I don't drink very often, I mean, I mean, I got out of control at my brother's wedding, but that's what you do at weddings, right did you
3: you we you never told this story
2: I mean it was b- bottomless rose basically and a lot of beer it was a it was quite a night, yeah no did I had your, a good yeah, time. was your classic,
0: fi- uh, the classic rose and beer combo, yeah, exactly, yeah, absolutely brose am I right,
2: and during dinner we were busting out like you know, some vintage bottles of wine, real fancy, expensive stuff coming out of... uh the cellar that had been aged for you know an appropriate amount of time. So it was a very wine-heavy evening, mm. and I may have uh, been drinking rosé until like three thirty in the morning. So. Was it
3: like? But it wasn't it one of those things where like everyone was cool. Like everyone was just like, oh yeah, having a good time, or was it like, ooh, Justin is shaming our family?
2: No, everyone was cool because I think most people were on the same level okay. for the most part. So that's good at that portion of the night. Because like. The wedding started at, like, 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Right. So I've been drinking for more than 12 hours. And I think, like, <laughs> most of the adults had gone home at that point. Okay. The adults, yeah. of which you're
3: not one. Even no, no, though no You no. just turned 30. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. Just checking. I mean, like, parents and whatnot. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, because yeah, like, that's that. the thing. I feel like like some weddings, it's totally cool if you, if you like, go over the line. Like, it just kind of fits with the motif of the wedding. Yeah. And then other weddings, it's like... Oh, he didn't get the memo. Like It was, that's like, it was a like an bit...
2: island getaway to Salt Spring. I think I feel like that was
3: kind of
1: right. It fit the vibe. Yeah, yeah. That's like
3: I'm not being critical. I'm, I'm just was just wondering. Like you know what I mean, though. Yeah. You've been at weddings where there's a guy, and you're like, oh, that's that's too much. John, yeah, I,
0: John, I feel a little uncomfortable uh, with you like joking about uh, alcohol. I feel like it's kind of like a cultural appropriation.
1: <laughs> of and yeah,
3: you feel like oh. alcohol is your culture. Drinking alcohol? I mean, I guess you so, are white. That's
0: about all you got. Yeah, you know that's. I mean, <laughs> you're looking at like <laughs> what? What culture do you see here? Uh, well, I There's see. Little, my I, wall is empty. There's no pictures on my wall. If I'm being completely I'm, honest, I'm I see a little bit of. In my pajamas at nine fifty on a Monday night. I see a little bit of the means, Aryan culture in you. you no, know, I. Uh, I formally reject. Uh, the, that that that. Uh, part of my life okay yeah. that part
3: of your life <laughs> yeah so you're admitting it is part of your life but you are currently rejecting it Yeah, he did you, oh, yeah.
2: he was saying that he was a member of the alt-right as recently as like maybe four episodes ago that's true but you to you're like gavin mckinnis like the definition of alt-right has changed now and you don't want to have any
0: part of it right um yeah, I'm I'm like Gavin McInnes, too, in that uh, I used to work for Vice and then I left before it became worth uh, six hundred billion dollars. <laughs> and also uh, I uh, remember when he shoved a butt plug up his ass? I don't remember that at and all. To prove some sort of point, uh, on like a on like a live stream of his show, he shoved a butt plug uh, up his ass. I'm not even this isn't even a joke. I'm gonna open up and and the funniest
2: thing to me is that like vice told him like hey we're you know you're a founding member of this whole thing you just tone down your flagrant racism and you can become a billionaire and he said no he opted out he could have been a billionaire but he chose to be a racist instead and
3: it's important to some yeah
2: stay true to your roots i guess
3: yeah absolutely a lot of people don't talk about that but he didn't sell out and i respect that (laughs) um stefan
2: you were at a wedding recently
0: uh yeah i was i was in calgary alberta
2: yeah for a Uh, listener wedding i mean it's technically your friend's wedding
0: he likes the group i don't know if i'm not not sure how often he listens
2: ah i thought he i thought he was a donor i I thought he has a a real good show baseball jersey i would assume he's a listener
0: no that's uh that's neil that's
2: neil but weren't there a bunch of them made for like a lot of your friends no no there were five made oh okay my mistake. Yeah, yeah. No, a, I thought there were one like
3: ten for, of them floating out there. One for Neil, one for Tom, <laughs> one for each of us. Oh well. And I can only assume oh. at this point Tom has. And one for, I,
0: one for Irene, and I think Ari has one too. Right. So seven were made then. Yeah. Um, your
3: dad
2: doesn't have one.
3: Oh, he, I think he does too. Actually. Yeah. There were. See? Okay. There were just. We're made. close yeah. to ten now. I'm not yeah, far off close. at this point. Yeah. Eight is close to ten in the same way. A hundred and twelve <laughs> is close to Stefan's actual weight. <laughs>
0: Pretty close.
2: <laughs> Anybody getting out of control on wine at that wedding, Stephen?
0: Um, I mean, I had uh, several Pilsners because I, I had to. You don't really you don't get Pilsners down in Los Angeles. That's one um, of my favorite types of wine. Well, there's... Okay. All right. Yeah, what did I say before about making jokes about this sort of thing? I had a regular amount of beer for a wedding. And it was a very it was a very good time. and uh, I had a flight the next morning too, so I didn't get like too crazy. Uh, I was really tired, and I still am. I mean, I guess I'm all, I'm just tired all the time now, but uh, I'm not sure how much the plane like I just my natural state. Um, but i had I wore a nice suit, and uh, people on the Facebook group made fun of my tie, uh, which was pretty hurtful. Yeah, I mean, it is a yellow tie
2: with like blue spots on it.
0: Yeah, but, but I think... On, it, on its own, on its own. Isn't
3: it
2: like a floral pattern? It's a floral pattern. I don't okay. know. It, I didn't like, think it was um, spots. Yeah, like blue flowers spotted oh. all across it. That's, yeah. what people,
3: that's how people describe flowers.
2: <laughs> yes. Yeah.
0: yes, I've got a uh, <laughs> spotted head sheet. Yeah, every petal is you its were, own spot. You wear contact lenses, Justin? No. Oh, okay. Did you ever, when was the last time you went to an optometrist?
2: <laughs> Never.
0: Okay. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah. I mean, flowers and spots... It's well, the they're, they're small
2: flowers, and you're far away in the picture, all right? I'm fine. My eyes far are Far away blind. in the
0: picture? You d- yeah, I mean, yeah, it was in Calgary.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was super easy when you're looking at the picture to tell that they were flowers. Let me see the picture. <laughs> it, it's not a big, uh, It's not. it's not tough to tell. Uh yeah, I mean they look like spots to me from here. Well, then I do think you need to seek and <laughs> seek professional. Help. How, many, how many fingers, Justin? Four.
0: Uh yeah, you're correct. Okay, I think you're good. But I was holding them pretty close to the camera. So. <laughs>
3: that's true, man. If you stood a yeah. little further back, I think it would be good.
2: I just think people were being rude.
3: Uh,
0: well, that's for that's a way. That's to be. But I think I've kind of cultivated uh, that sort of following online. Through my behavior and everything I say and do, uh, so I, you have to expect a little bit of blowback, and I, 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 I can I can take it. You know, I can take it when uh, when Paul jumps in there and uh, says it looks like vomit. Yeah, your friend uh, Paul, right? Yeah, yeah, because Rohit, I guess for, uh, for the time being, is still my father. It's
3: weird that you still don't know <laughs> how to pronounce your dad's name. It's Rohit, not Rohit.
0: Oh, I'm so I'm sorry, Dad. Um, <laughs> anyway, the tie looked better with the
3: blazer. Actually, mm-hmm. speaking of Rohit, uh, we talked last week on the show. Sorry to interrupt you, Stefan, but we talked last week on the show about how he wanted to uh, take us out to an event, and uh, he's already trying to make good on his promise by offering to take us to Diplo this weekend, me and Justin. I think that's the
2: same day as the season opener against Edmonton, yeah, though, is, so yeah. I can't go. And I can't
0: go because I'm allergic to Diplo. <laughs> I appreciate, I appreciate the offer. I'm gonna be back in town, but I'm gonna be. I'm seeing a movie with Irene. So, oh, God. oh. who's I do Irene? Appreciate it. Not your friend I Paul. Would, I would go see. Is, I could handle. Uh, is Irene it. your mom? No, we're gonna we're gonna see a movie called The Florida Project. Oh. It's supposed to be quite good. Never heard of uh, it. it. It's Willem Dafoe. You maybe well, no, you wouldn't have seen a trailer. Justin, you maybe have seen a trailer. I definitely have, have not on seen the a festival trailer. circuit. It's Willem Dafoe runs this like apartment complex. and There's all these kids that live there. And it's supposed to be very heartfelt and touching, but it also seems like one of those movies where, from the trailer, it's like, well, there's some there's some like dark he, twist. He has he has some HIV or something sinister sure. element. Oh. Yeah, I not that you... no, I didn't. Okay, I didn't. That's not sinister. Like as you said, sinister. <laughs> I said HIV, and it made it sound like well, Willem Dafoe I, is usually not a, a sinister thing. Usually, Willem
2: Dafoe can make HIV sinister. He's usually a villainous gentleman, so I thought he might be
0: hiding something dangerous. No, no, I th- well, that is HIV, but I think he's, <laughs> he's like a nice guy in this movie. Oh, okay. He has a huge, he has a huge hog, though. Like, he is just packing. I don't know if you guys know that. Uh, I've never
2: heard of the film, but if you just told me the name of it and nothing else, I would assume that it was about uh, a bunch of bloggers who take over a hockey team, and let's see what happens. Uh, that was good.
0: You glossed right over me talking about his cock. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, how, what what movie has he bared it all in? Where well, did you I don't that? know. It's it's in Antichrist, but that might have been a prosthetic or I think when they they cut to the actual uh penetra- like the penetration um the that's like a stunt stunt penis in a oh, stunt vagina. Okay. Um it's just like it's one of those things that just people know.
2: Like a Mark Wahlberg and Boogie Nights situation. It's like a Well, part, no, no, prosthetic. so like, it,
3: Yeah, I don't know. I'm gonna, I'm I'm going to look it up right now. That's important, we gotta get some clarification on that. I'm just
2: Stefan, I'm a little bit concerned. You mentioned earlier that you're not cultured that you have no culture to speak of because there's no art hanging on your walls at all
1: mm-hmm.
2: you've You've been living down there for like a little while now, right, close to like two and a half months or so, uh
0: yeah, almost three months
2: and you've had no inclination to put anything on your wall the entire time you've been down
3: there um. I mean, he's probably put something on his wall, if you know what I mean. <laughs> what does that mean? You're talking, you're talking about cum? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like when you're just, when you're jacking off.
0: Why do I jack off onto directly onto a
3: wall? Well, <laughs> it wouldn't be on purpose. It'd be just the splashback.
0: No, I sit, the, I sit in the exact center of my room. <laughs> so
3: you make sure that none of it touches the wall? What, what do you, what yeah, do you, like, okay, wait. You, off into a cup? Into a cup?
0: Yeah, I changed it up. Oh, wow. <laughs> I sit in the middle. I'm gonna, we have the camera here. I can show you. kind of like this.
3: <laughs> Jesus Gross. Christ. Oh, you sit on the floor? Cross-legged? <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> the folks at home, Stefan just, yeah, sat down cross-legged on the floor and mimed. Uh, mimed. <laughs> jerking off. It was quite something i think the cross-legged I part re- is the yeah, w- that's, weirdest that's part the of
0: weirdest all Weirdest part i don't know
3: if i've ever got a boner while sitting cross-legged
0: yeah, i mean don't knock it until you try it
3: <laughs> i mean that's uh i won't i guess but uh, uh yeah i mean i guess if people did want to see that uh they could get tickets oh i was i was going
2: <laughs> to suggest that of course uh you should like go to a show or something while you're down there it's like oh to get cultured yeah Right, oh, there's lots of shows oh, in LA,
0: that's true. Right. Well and you And then uh Jack off cross legged.
2: Yeah, exactly. You and Rob could like go out to a show together and then while <laughs> you're there, like pick up like a concert poster for We could. Show.
0: We could do that. And um I'm just curious at what so did they still do they still listen to our uh our ad copy? I mean I don't it's think they've tough, ever listened
3: to it, to otherwise say. they probably would have ended their affiliation <laughs> with <laughs> it's, us and ages, ages of ago really because like say.
0: yeah i just want to see like what what is the cutoff like if if they will they hear me say like oh i uh sit cross-legged on the floor and i jack off into a cup <laughs> and then uh, you go into the ad right now <laughs> no buffers yeah i mean it's like i'm gonna say it one more time and then you just go directly into the ad like okay. that was the whole plan okay uh I'm sitting just cross-legged on the floor uh wall-to-wall carpet kind of a pinkish hue and I just, uh, I just jack my dick off into a cup. Buying
2: tickets to sports and concerts can be complicated, but there is a better, simpler way to buy, and that is with SeatGeek. SeatGeek is the smartest, easiest way to get tickets to live events. With SeatGeek's seamless mobile experience, you can buy and sell tickets in just two taps. SeatGeek helps you find the best seats at the best price is fully guaranteed. There's nothing quite like seeing your favorite team or musician in person, and SeatGeek will get you closer to the action for a great value. We all have the SeatGeek app on our phone. Stefan is looking at it while he sits cross-legged. It's by far the easiest way we've found to shop for tickets. I can be anywhere, and with just a few taps, I'm instantly finding the seats I want. In fact, I was just looking at SeatGeek to look at buying tickets to uh, some upcoming Whitecaps games, given that that is the hottest ticket in town, which you could find out more about if you ever listened to Podcaps FC. SeatGeek is designed to make your ticket buying experience easier than ever. They save you time and money by searching multiple ticket sites to compare prices and find amazing deals, and to get you the most bang for your buck, SeatGeek grades every ticket based on value to help you immediately identify the best seats that fit your budget. Plus, every purchase is fully guaranteed, so you can shop for tickets on SeatGeek with confidence. Make SeatGeek your go-to app for finding the best deals on every type of ticket, from sports and concerts to comedy and theater. Best of all, our listeners get $20 off their first SeatGeek purchase. Just download the SeatGeek app and enter promo code REALGOOD today. That's promo code REALGOOD for $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase.
3: I was going to fuck you over during that, and then you gave my other podcast a nice shout-out, so I'm glad I didn't.
2: Yeah. Thank you. Even though you refuse to uh, identify both myself and Devang Desai as regular listeners every time you do a tally My friend, of all
3: your listeners, you would actually be, uh, you're going to be very pleased when you listen to this week's episode, okay. which we recorded this afternoon, okay, in fact. So well it is then. ironic that you brought that up right now, because we did actually talk about you guys today. Well, thank you very much. You're very welcome. Uh, by the way, Willem
0: Dafoe hangs dong for sure. In, in what movie? Uh, I don't know. There's some clip of him dancing around naked and his, his dick is flopping about. And then there's interviews or stuff uh, where it's... Yeah, Lars von Trier. Uh, I guess he was the director of Antichrist. He finds Willem Dafoe's penis confusingly large.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think that clip He's of stuck. him dancing around naked is uh, from Spider-Man 3, actually. You know, he keeps coming back
0: as like a ghost in the mirror. Oh, I actually thought you were serious for a second, and it was like kind of a, like, before the camera started rolling kind of thing, like like a (laughs) joke on the set.
1: (laughs) Maybe. No, no, he's
0: not, he doesn't have the (laughs) the, the cowl, the mask or anything. Sorry, what
3: were you guys talking about? I tuned out there. (laughs)
0: Just, uh, we're talking about willem defoe's penis oh <laughs> ah, cool 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 yeah
3: more like willy willem defoe am i right because he's got a big d anyway <laughs> let's get to thanking <laughs> some other thing that starts with the d donors give me a second Hadi- там, purple, <laughs> thank you for donating to the show you work out for your money <laughs> that we know. I should have had this folder the ready to go. This segment's where we read out all your names. Here we go. If I say it wrong, your parents are to blame. Fuck your parents. do, 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 do. do. There, we did it. Okay. Here it is. So we'd like to thank, first up, a uh, $5 Hang on. donor. Happening. And I believe he's donated before. It's, it's happening. Uh, but he's back in the game. And thank you very much, uh, sure. Elliot. Oh, I thought you were going to play and then it would have been a really funny bit if I read the donors over top of the theme. But no, anyway, it doesn't fine. matter. Uh, thank you to Elliot Hoyt for pledging $5. Thank you, Elliot. Long time listener. I believe, and I believe he's donated before. I don't want to out his
2: Twitter handle, but he's also a member of the Facebook group. Yeah, he's a a very active, uh, involved listener.
3: Elliot, thank you
2: very much. I appreciate it.
3: Thank you for being active and involved. Thank you for being a friend. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely active. A word you also use to describe shooters. Okay, next up, $5 pledge coming in from Dan Gartland. Thank you, Dan. Your last name sounds like Garden. Dan, actually... DM. Or, or Fartland. Okay, well, that's mean. He's giving $5 to the show. Dan, ignores Stefan. He's busy jacking. I'm sorry, Dan. Enough. Dan
2: wrote into the show this week to say that he's actually a longtime listener, but was just finally getting around to donating. But I don't know that I necessarily believe him, because he also just followed the Twitter account earlier this week to send that DM. So,
3: Dan... But maybe, but maybe, maybe he just hates on us on Twitter. That's funny. Yeah, fun. we are pretty bad on Twitter. Yeah. I just called him Fartland. So. Yeah, exactly. Uh, then we also have uh, uh, Rick Uribe, who uh, donated 15. Well, he's already donating five. Then he upped it to 15. Then he changed his mind and upped it to 18. And he sent wow. us a nice message. And you know what? This is a great message because this let this be a lesson to all of you scumbag university students out there. Rick Uribe posts uh, in our Patreon group or to us. He says, you guys were with me all through my time as a poor, shitty university student. I'm happy to give it back now that I have my first adult job. Congratulations, Rick. I know the brass rail will love you. And uh, we really appreciate your $18 a month. And if you're still in university and you're not donating because you're poor, you're a piece of shit. Unless you do what Rick did and you get a job. And as soon as you get a job, the first thing you do is donate to our show.
2: It's going to be really weird when somebody who was in first-year university when they started listening to this show starts donating to us after they graduate, I think, right? Assuming we well, continue to do this for another two years. That'd be great. Could, I mean, Rick said we were
0: with out him. Drop out of university and start donating to us. Yeah, you could do that, too. Uh, we also received a $5. I, I want to congratulate Rick, and I and I, I feel I felt like a father. I, I imagine that's how fathers feel. A lot. I don't know. You it's can when ask Rohit. A good thing happens to someone else who is younger than you, and you're like, yeah, that was uh, basically all me. So, yeah. <laughs> Thank, Thank you,
3: you Rick. Uh, to uh, Rick. And we also received a $5 pledge from Peter Enzina. Um, it could be Enzina but I'm gonna guess that it's it is Enzina because it's got the two ends there I'm gonna go Enzina yeah it could be Enzina yeah it's, it's either yeah it's probably Enzina that's what I meant to say in my head and then I said Enzina but it could be both it could be either it could Peter, be either let us know let us know and finally another five dollar <laughs> pledge for Matt Hervin Thank you Matt much you, appreciated you're a good man and uh, thank you to all the donors who continue to donate. To our very dumb show,
2: and we had a lot of donors this month who had to scale back, who are going through some financial hardships. And I just want them to know that I've been there many times before, and they do not need to feel guilty about that. I understand absolutely, and I appreciate that they were with us for as long as that they were with us in the first
3: place. It's absolutely true. Justin's been through financial hardships, and then when given money in the form of checks, <laughs> let those checks expire <laughs> so that he cannot acquire that money, and it's uh, remains poor. It's fine. Uh, now. <laughs> Let's get to our third real good secret. Oh my goodness. We is, need to have a theme It's a, it's this. a big one this week. We yeah. need to have a theme. If you're if, out there if, and you're, a, you're theme, a musician, if you're a theme creator, make us a secret and make us a secret theme. And uh, and I don't mean make it a secret theme, if you know what I mean. I just It needs to be a public theme.
2: When I listen to uh, our friend Jesse Farrar and Michael Hill's show, Your Kickstarter Sucks, I'm always in awe of their theme music. It is so great. And they just had that made randomly by some talented musician listeners. And it would be nice if we had some of those out there, and I
0: know that we do. You said it like you don't think we do. We do. We we definitely do. do. We definitely do. do. I think uh, we're putting out an official call for theme songs, and you can record them for an existing segment, or... Well, oh, I guess just for an existing segment. You can record one for or an existing for, Or segment. for the Real Good Secret segment. Or you
2: could be the opening theme song, given yeah, we that switch we, it up. we might get sued by By
3: Divine Right at some point. I mean, it's possible. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I doubt it. Um,
1: anyway. I never asked if you yeah, could I mean, use it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, no, we're, we're,
3: we're putting we're... out an
0: official call.
3: <laughs> so we're putting out an official call, and we're going to make it a contest. We haven't had a contest in a while. We had the fan art contest, which was super fun. So send in your themes. If we pick uh, your theme, we'll send you an RGS prize pack. And Stefan's dad uh, can actually attest to how fun uh, receiving an RGS prize pack in the mail is. We've got a, f- a lot of fun stuff to hand out.
0: And you will get a certificate uh, authenticating you as my son or
3: daughter. <laughs> so. so they're going to be your son, so they'll be Rohit's <laughs> grandson? Yes. Okay. Or then, granddaughter. Then they granddaughter. might have a
2: revolving grandfather. Or grandmother. Depending I guess on that is true, depending out, on if yeah. someone
3: is willing to donate more than Rohit. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I got to update the Patreon, so that's an official <laughs> pledge on the page. Um, now uh, we got a great secret. We got this a week, great secret. Course. This comes in from uh, from a, an anonymous uh, person who. It's interesting. What's because, his name? Uh, their name is anonymous, and. Okay. Uh, it's it's uh it's fun because uh, this particular person uh, also guards their identity online already and now they're additionally guarding their identity within this segment because we're not revealing who they are. Now this person writes in, "Hey, Stefan, John, and Squirtlord. I guess that's you, Justin." Yes. Uh, he did uh, they did. I said he, and I don't know if it's a he or she to be honest. This is an ambiguous name, but I'm just guessing he uh uh capitalized Squirtlord. So it's an official that. title? Yeah. They say I'm sending this from my official fake email address so that it creates three new secrets. You now know something very personal about me, but you can't reveal my identity. When I was 19, I went to work at a summer camp and my cabin got to go on a special trip to a water park. Crippled by anxiety about my weight and embarrassed to take my shirt off in front of people, including the counselors from the girls' camp, I lied and said that I was allergic to the chemicals used in pools and hot tubs. I still had to go and spent the evening supervising the food and eating chips. I went back to that summer camp for the next six years. I eventually became a senior leader, and every three days, one of my groups went to that water park. I had to deliver a picnic to each group and spend the evening hanging out with everyone. I went to that water park dozens of times and had to keep up the lie every time. So hundreds of people throughout the United States believe that I'm allergic to the chemicals in pools and hot tubs. I actually love water slides and find hot tubs relaxing. That's a that's a tragedy. It is. All those
0: potential water park oh. It's a so true sad. American
3: tragedy and their last sentence also mimics how I feel about those things. Uh water slides are my favorite and uh hot tubs are
0: extremely relaxing. I would like to know if uh he ever went back to that water park uh, after and and kind of enjoyed it or did did uh did his ruse did he did he rope in the staff at the water park right so yeah
3: because i guess we now know i guess we can say that this is a he because uh that's not really a question for a lady to be taking their shirt off at a water park yeah i mean i, mean, I guess that's a different thing entirely
0: yeah i don't know if you've heard of uh, action park in new jersey i have I they call it traction park and or class yeah. action park yeah, so that, I could see that happening there, but have you read uh, the, the Wikipedia? Wikipedia
3: is article? unbelievable, because I was doing, uh, I'm doing, I'm currently in the middle of constructing a joke about water parks, and someone
0: told me about it. Did we not read it on the show? Um, we,
3: we did, for sure. We might have.
0: It's been sent in a couple times, It's, but it's if you haven't seen it, just look up Action Park on Wikipedia. Uh,
3: it's it's so, well, the one death is so funny. I mean other than the person who died did
2: we read this on the show
3: i feel like we did but i could do it again well, there's been there's been more than one death i know but there's one that is particularly there's... hilarious is i don't remember like, uh, this. Shocked to death stepping out of a kayak yes that's the one that's super funny okay but i feel like we did read i don't that on remember the show. this okay august 1st 1982 well here i can read the uh i'll read the beginning of the of the thing it says uh, this is one of the first modern American water parks. Many of its attractions were unique, attracting thrill seekers from across the New York City metro area. The park's popularity went hand in hand with a reputation for poorly designed, unsafe rides, <laughs> underaged, undertrained, and often under the influence staff, <laughs> intoxicated, <laughs> unprepared visitors, and a consequently poor safety record. At least six people are known to have died as a result of mishaps on rides at the original park. It was given nicknames such as Traction Park accident park and class action park class
2: action park is yeah, the best one <laughs> by
3: doctors at nearby hospitals <laughs> due to the number of severely injured customers they treated <laughs> little action was taken by state regulators despite a history of repeat violations in its later years personal injury lawsuits led to the closure of more and more rides and eventually the entire park now this is my favorite bought my this is my favorite death story uh, august 1st 1982 A 27-year-old man from Long Island got out of his tipped kayak on the kayak experience to write it. While doing so, he stepped on a grate that was either in contact with or came too close to a section of live wiring for the underwater fans that somehow became exposed and he suffered a severe electric shock which sent him into cardiac arrest. Several other members of his family nearby were also injured. Now, this is the part where it gets extremely funny. The park at first disputed that the electric current caused his death, saying there were no burns on his body, but the coroner responded that burns generally do not occur in a water-based electrocution. The ride was drained and closed for the investigation. Accounts differed as to the extent of the exposed wiring. The park said it was just a nick, while others argued it was closer to 8 inches. (laughs) <laughs> the state's <laughs> labor department found that the fan was properly
0: maintained and installed, and cleared the park of wrongdoing. Huh. Um, this is my favorite uh, paragraph, and it's in under ride design. Sure. Well, actually, that's the subheader. The header of the section is factors contributing to the park's safety. <laughs> uh, so, under ride design. Action Park and its defenders often pointed out that it was one of the first water parks in the nation and thus pioneered ideas that were later widely copied. This meant that visitors were using rides that had not been tested through practical use for very long. Ride designers may have had insufficient training in physics or engineering. They seemed to build rides, one attendee recalled, not knowing how they would work and then just let people on them. (laughs) That is
3: pretty great. There's also a really good uh, paragraph... Uh, there's also a really good spot in there where they talk about the wave pool. And basically, they uh, <clears throat> someone died in the wave pool because the wave pool was never inspected as a ride. That, so they, they, they ruled that it was a pool. So anytime it was inspected, it was only inspected for like pH and chlorine levels and never inspected for safety. And so then the one time the wave, like the waves were so high that someone drowned, but the park wasn't held responsible because it technically wasn't a ride. It was just a pool and people can just drown in pools.
0: Uh, Uh, it, it, it It was nicknamed the grave pool. Uh, I feel like we should read a bunch of these because I'm I forgot how fucking funny they are. I don't
2: think we've done this on the show before.
0: And I hope we, did, we haven't. Because... I was
2: deep into Rose that day, obviously, because I have no memory <laughs> of this. Uh, but Chris Gethard, comedian, very funny man, host of yeah, Chris Gethard's loves show, Action Park. Uh, he wrote for Weird NJ uh, that Action Park was a true rite of passage for any New Jerseyan of my generation. When I get to talking about it with other Jerseyans. We share stories as if we are veterans who served in combat together. I suspect that many of us may have come closest to death on some of those rides up in Vernon Valley. I consider it a true shame that future generations will never know the terror of proving their grit at New Jersey's most dangerous amusement park.
0: So uh, true. Um, this is... Can I read one more? Go I want it. to keep going. Yeah, yeah. yeah. this is great. Uh, because there's, there's one... I mean, obviously there's the cannonball loop, but I kind of want to save that because I I forgot about this one. It's called the Aqua Scoot, uh, S-K-O-O-T. Sure. Uh, So I'm going to read this to you. Uh, Invented by Ken Bailey in the early 1980s, riders would carry a hard, solid plastic sled up to the top of the ride Go down a slide consisting of rollers akin to those found in factories, warehouses, or assembly lines, and end up in a pool that, in most areas, was no deeper than a puddle. The idea of the ride was to, once the sled hit the water, skip across the water like a stone. In order, to shoot, the rider had to be in a certain position, leaned back. If the rider was not in this position, the slide would sink, The sled would sink into the water as soon as it hit the pool, flinging the rider off head first and head injury. Other times, riders would be leaving the pool only to have others crash into them as they were riding. That sounds this is, uh, uh, amazing.
2: This whole Wikipedia is maybe the best Wikipedia page I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> I love every part. Oh, apparently
3: there is some <laughs> '80s live action of Action Park on YouTube that I'm just looking up right now. This is like uh, like an instructional video, or not, or informational
0: video. Okay, the watercraft section is amazing. Watercraft. Super speedboats. These were set up in a small pond, known by staff to be heavily infested with snakes. They were supposed to be driven around a small island in the middle at 35 to 40 miles per hour. While unlike the land vehicles, there was no way to tamper with them and increase their speed, many riders nonetheless used them to play bumper boats, and one seriously inebriated rider had to be rescued by the attendant lifeguard after his boat capsized following a collision. And, and the next one is even better because of the opening sentence. Bumper boats. This ride was supposedly safer, but the engines often leaked gasoline, at least once requiring medical attention for one rider who got too much on his skin. All riders also often were unable to fit their legs on the small-sized boats, consequently resulting in them hanging off the sides of the boats and being fractured during collisions. <laughs> Oh, uh, man, I'm watching
3: this video, and it is messed up. They've got this one giant slide where no one's watching the top of it, and, like, 30 people could easily slide down this at any time, but no one did. <laughs> and then there's also videos of people, like, cliff jumping, yeah, which is super weird.
2: There's just, like, a platform <clears throat> that you can just hop off of at the top of a of a line for a slide. I'm trying
3: to find one of these, like, super unsafe rides that everyone's talking about.
2: Apparently they tried to bring it back in 2014 but uh, decided against rebranding it to something that had such a bad reputation. Well, there's. De-
3: I'm watching a water slide right now where people are going down in tubes and they're just smashing into each other. <laughs> like, there's obviously <laughs> no guidance whatsoever. You can just... <laughs> they get
2: sucked into a hole. Get,
3: yeah, there's like 30 people all in tubes riding this ride. Oh, they all come out of this waterfall at the same time. You can't just flip. There's also,
0: this is one of my favorites, is the Alpine Attractions. There's the Alpine Slide. (laughs) Just from the name alone, you know it's fantastic. The Alpine Slide. Action Park's Alpine Slide descended the mountain roughly below one of the ski area's (laughs) chairlifts, resulting in much verbal harassment and sometimes spitting from passengers going up for their turn who would often be entertained by the accidents they witnessed, while at the same time hoping to avoid similar fates? The tracks were made of concrete and fiberglass, which led to numerous serious abrasions on riders who took even mild spills. The tendency of some to ride in (laughs) babies so they could go on to water world attractions afterwards made this problem worse. The sleds were a large factor in the injuries. A stick that was supposed to control oh speed. Oh my fucking <laughs> god. It just two options on the infrequently maintained vehicles extremely slow and a speed described by one former employee as death awaits. <laughs> Justin, watch
3: this. You missed it. These three kids went down this insane slip and slide and got the biggest air I've ever seen anyone get on a ride like this.
2: <laughs> this is insane. This it's is just. Watch this. Is,
3: this. This is unbelievably... Oh, my <laughs> God! <laughs> and kids are just coming out of the end of sewer pipes. Yeah, Stefan, like...
2: <laughs> if you could see it, it looks like the green pipes from Super Mario, but, like, yeah. on their side, <laughs> spitting people into, like, a pond, essentially. Yeah,
3: this, vid- <laughs> this video is amazing.
2: It is fucking wild. Oh, um, and this goodness. is... I don't know if you've
0: got the Wikipedia page in front of you, John, right. but... Uh, if you could don't. show Justin the picture of the cannonball loop, I oh I've seen it,
2: I've got the page open right here. Yeah, we, okay. We, oh, we this, talk about this the video. Loop this
3: video includes the cannonball loop. Here's a here's a video of it.
2: Okay, oh my God, we're watching kids get into it right now, Stephen. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ, <laughs> how is it possible?
3: It was clear that someone was just like, Yeah, we can probably put we could probably put a loop to loop at the end of a slide.
2: Fast enough to do that. Why not?
3: Man. Yeah, it does. It really does look like a complete free like some of these slides just look like they're built into like the
0: side of a hill and stuff. (laughs) So the cannonball loop (laughs) in the mid nineteen eighties, GAR built an enclosed water slide. Not unusual for that time. In fact, the park already had several such slides. On this one, however, they decided to build a complete vertical loop at the end, similar to that of a roller coaster. The resulting slide, called the Cannonball Loop, was so intimidating that employees have reported they were offered $100 to test it. Tom Fergus, who described himself as one of the idiots who took the offer, said $100 did not buy enough booze to drown out that memory. The slide was open for only one month in summer 1985 before it was closed at the order of the state's advisory board on Carnival Amusement Ride Safety. A highly unusual move at the time. (laughs) One worker told a local newspaper that there were too many bloody noses and back injuries from riders, and it was widely rumored and reported in Weird New Jersey that some of the test dummies sent down before it had opened had been dismembered and decapitated. A rider also reportedly got stuck at the top of the loop due to insufficient water pressure, and a hatch had to be built at the bottom of the slope to allow for future extractions. Favorite part. Because that means they built it at first without (laughs) a (laughs) hatch yeah exactly this is great well there's uh, no
2: way that someone wouldn't make it through the loop obviously
3: this is uh this is great so if you if you go to this youtube video the comments are phenomenal uh excuse my language on this first uh on this first comment uh these are the good old days before government faggots made you wear helmets elbow pads and lame safety equipment that doesn't keep you safe no wonder kids today just sit on the couch and play video games the next one down this place looked amazing i could (laughs) this is this is okay this place looked amazing i could care less about all the accidents they had here i would go and ride the cannonball loop for sure even though it was a liability and people came out with bloody noses etc it's just
2: like how do you not account for gravity Like, there's no way that you would have enough force to stay glued to the top of the loop as if it was a roller coaster. You would, like, for sure get a concussion going through that thing. It's terrifying. I would never do that for no, I mean, how much money do you think they would have to pay you to actually get you to test the the cannonball loop, Stefan?
0: Uh, $10,000.
2: Yeah, I'm thinking about the same. I don't like...
3: Yeah. I mean, I guess if you worked at the water park and you were just like a broke teenager, a hundred bucks, especially in 1985. Yeah, in ni- yeah
2: 1980.
3: Yeah. This is pretty great. <clears throat> this is just a great comment. I crushed my sternum at Action Park in 1981.
0: It made me the man I am today. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Um, I'll read one more, uh, and then I don't know what we want to talk about, but Jesus, this is, you, there's, there's so many bits and pieces in this uh, Wikipedia entry. This is the Tarzan swing. This is a steel arch hanging from a 20-foot uh, cable over a spring-fed pool. Patrons waited in long lines for the chance to hang from it, swing out over the water, and then jump off as the beam reached its height. In early years, the area patrons jumped off from was not over the water, but a cushioned area. Some people who let go as soon as they started their swing would land on the cushion and then slide crash into the water. In the mid-1980s, the starting position was shifted so that the patrons started over the water. Some patrons hung on too long and scraped their toes on the concrete at the far side. Others used the ride properly, but were then surprised to find out the water underneath was very cold. It was cold enough, in fact, that the lifeguards sometimes had to rescue people who were so surprised by the sudden chill... They could not swim out of the pool.
1: In 1984,
0: one man died from a heart attack after experiencing the swing. Yeah, they showed the swing in the video,
3: and also too, if you read the, in the Wikipedia entry, they basically say that like they gave everyone booze. Like if you were like a 16 year old kid, you could just buy <laughs> booze from there, and it was
0: no problem at all. Oh my god! I will say the best uh, water park I've ever been to was the one in the West Edmonton Mall. Yeah. Uh, and it had it had a ride. It had a slide that just went straight down, which was awesome. The wave pool was amazing, and also there was uh, one ride where you sit on a tube. Actually, I don't even know if you're on a tube, but it's like a toilet bowl essentially, and you just spin around in yeah, a circle and fall down a hole in the middle. That I did. Well.
2: I, I did not enjoy the slide that just goes straight down at nope. West Edmonton, though. No, because I like, like every, it's obviously not like one set piece of slide, right? There's like little connecting. Oh yeah, spots so you would, uh... along, and I could feel it like grinding into my back. These little connecting spots on the slide. I did not. Yeah. I, I hurt my back. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> Uh, this is also great a too. It's weird when you're a child and you're like, Ow oh, that hurt me." Yeah. You know, you should be okay at
1: that point.
3: <laughs> I uh, this is another good comment. I knew uh, someone who worked there as a teenager, and he said how inside the water tunnels, the curves were actually just corners, and sometimes people would crash in them. Bodies would just keep piling up until somebody noticed that nobody was coming out of the tunnels.
1: <laughs> oh
2: God. Man. That is, uh, this that is great. that's well, exceptional. I feel
3: like we just have to skip right ahead to our clip of the week.
2: Yeah. I mean I did wanna mention that we were talking about the NHL China games last week and we had a listener actually write in talking about uh, we talked about the way travel kind of fucks you up and is not something that is easily recoverable from over oh the course of the NHL God. season. <laughs> And, and Will Bryden, who has, of course, written in about his experiences as a rower before, right, yeah. uh, said that uh, regarding the Canucks traveling across the world and basically setting themselves back for the entire season, I traveled from Ontario to Korea for 10 days for rowing a few years ago, and the rest of my season was a complete write-off. It messes you up big time. Well,
3: they also traveled in an unbelievable plane and have access to sports scientists that are taking care of their that bodies. That is true. They but- were,
2: they, it looked like they were in a casino bar their plane right and it, and it cost like what, what was we looked at this last week right like
3: uh dollars an hour that it's in the air
2: unbelievable
3: uh this is another there's so much great hearsay in these comments about the action park uh when i went the cannonball loop was already closed i heard that someone lifted their head just before the loop starts and that was it major head trauma and lights out forever and then that slide we were watching that where. So they it, died. Yeah. And then it looked like they basically had a. Uh, like, you, Justin, you remember. It was like a. It basically looked like a slip and slide down a hill. Yeah,
2: but an enormous hill. Enormous hill. With massive bumps on so it. So someone
3: said, that alpine slide would scrape your elbow to the bone in an instant. Your skin would spark. Jesus.
2: <laughs> oh, Christ. <laughs> Jesus.
3: Yeah, it was pretty great. Horrific.
2: Also, uh, I wanted to comment on the fact, Stephanie, you asked me to keep this for the show, Uh, I thought it was ironic given that we just put out a mailbag episode for last month, last week. It was very good, very funny, I enjoyed it. We talked about crapping our pants during that episode. Oh, wow, okay, yeah, here we Uh, go. And I throughout that mailbag was like, well, obviously, I don't have any experiences like that from my adult life. Why would that ever happen to me? I'm an adult. I can account for these things. And then it happened. Uh, I I did not shit myself technically. Oh, technically. But Sportsnet 650 did go off the air for like four minutes on Saturday night after the postgame show was over because I am not able to leave my chair in the studio for Basically, like the entire most like pretty much from pre game to post game, I'm stuck in that studio the entire time. But for like two hours, so what
3: happened if you really have to pee? Do you got to bottle it?
2: Well, pee, I could probably squeak that in during like one of the periods or like the intermission break. I can just like make sure we're good. I know we have like maybe f- six minutes here, I can just run out, you know, and come back right quick, but you know it's it's a little dicier on the other end and uh yeah the i number was, two was holding it in for like three hours because i'd had a mcdonald's breakfast and an extra large coffee that morning and well, coffee that's your first yeah, exactly exactly uh, and, yeah, I literally just had to, like, run out of the studio as soon as the postgame show was over because I was, like, sweating and pacing and couldn't sit down for, like, the last half hour of postgame. Uh, and then because uh, CBS Overnights, CBS Sports, like, is not apparently automated, I have to manually fire that ad break. We just went off the air because I, like, painfully had to take a shit or it was going to <laughs> explode. So, just a little bit of irony that I would be so bold and being like, why, why would that ever happen?
3: So you didn't actually was, shit your pants, show. you just almost shit your pants.
2: Yeah, I was on the verge. I was like, was it? it was Uh, It was a huge relief because I was in enormous amounts of pain beforehand. No, I mean, like, what did it look like? Oh, uh, you know, this what you would expect from eating McDonald's breakfast and drinking that. I haven't had McDonald's
3: breakfast in probably like six or seven years, and it's for good reason. Yeah,
2: probably that reason. Anyways, that's a nice little note to end on out of our uh, you know what huge action
3: park when McDonald's uh, when McDonald's came out with all day breakfast. I was like, oh great, because my body. I love McDonald's breakfast but my body cannot handle it in the morning so i'm like oh this is perfect i can just have it at night and it will be great nope still made me feel like absolute trash. of course yeah of course huge mistake yeah but somehow like a junior chicken doesn't make me feel like trash or like nuggets i don't know what it is if it's like the egg yeah i don't eat the egg it's i just get a sausage muffin maybe it's the sausage it's the sausage patty
0: for sure that shit is fucking yeah, Danger, but it tastes really, really good. good.
2: Right? Yeah. So, and when you're hungover and it's eight thirty in the morning, you got to work a long day. Yeah, as well, you know.
0: Yeah. Breakfast but, sandwiches. I'm gonna throw this down right now. I know this is we're doing the clip of the week, but breakfast sandwiches are the best kind of sandwich. Yeah. No. No, when it's I. When it's, I Tim Hortons. I genuinely think I like I I I'm thinking that now. I'm, I'm I'm saying it out loud. I'm hearing myself say it, and I really truly believe that. I I agree. With you, so Steph, good. A you, good breakfast sandwich is the best type of sandwich.
2: You got it figured out. I agree. I have your back.
0: Thank you. But we'll I, go
2: from there. Uh, I do not. Thank
3: you. Into our clip of the week. And John, uh, do you want to set this clip up? Sure. This clip uh, comes to us from the NBA uh, preseason, and uh, the Boston Celtics uh, announcer, whose name I'm trying to find and I can't, uh, is talking about uh, one of the players on the Boston Celtics. And he is uh, basically saying that uh, the Boston Celtics player, uh, he's seen him in the shower, and uh, he's got a huge hog. <laughs> You'll hear that right now. Hey, I took a look at Baines in
2: the
1: shower. He looks like all of Australia. <laughs> <laughs> he is really put together. I took a look at
3: Baines in the shower,
1: in the shower,
3: in the shower, He. Hey. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's Aaron Baines that he's talking about having a big penis that looks like all of Australia Cause, cause he's down under, I guess? Is that the reference? I, I, I mean, don't understand I don't even know, but, but yeah I don't know. So I'm just trying or to see. It's, or it's, uh, is he referencing some? He, oh, he's born in Australia. Okay. That's why. This guy's got a big neck for sure.
0: Because also his name is spelled Aaron with only one
3: A. Yeah, A R O N. It's uh, apparently it's the, big dick.
0: It's the big dick version of Aaron.
3: It's uh, Tom Hinesone, <laughs> Apparently, was the guy who who said
0: this. But is he or like Heinsen. Ref- Heinsen. referencing
2: some kind of like stereotype that all Australians
3: are pack and heat? Down I there? don't think.
2: No, so. he's saying his
0: dick is the size of the continent of
3: Australia. That yeah, exactly. <laughs> that he's got a ginormous flat. Uh, pit, uh, dick yeah. with like and a, has, some, bits. and he has his—he's
0: got one like weird left, like line-shaped pube just up to the left of it, which is New Zealand, <laughs> and there's one tiny testicle right below, which is Tasmania. Yeah,
2: There's, yeah. A, there's a big lump on his. Cuff, I like that too.
0: New
3: Zealand is a pube but Tasmania <laughs> is a testicle. I feel well, like New Tasmania, Zealand is
0: Tasmania is below. It's not gonna be. It's not gonna be. Well, here. New Zealand is also below. It's kind of off to the side. Yeah,
3: but mostly below. No. Uh It's off to the, the
0: side. Uh I mean it's like It's not it's below. It's southeast. Okay, we're basically, we're basically exactly right. I'm looking at the map right now. We were both right about it. I mean, I was but I was more right. No, no, but it's it's southeast, so it's it's halfway between our answers. It's off to the side.
2: What's the like big rock metaphor on his cock?
3: Yeah, I was going to talk about Uluru, but uh Oh yeah. That would be his
0: glands. <laughs> yeah, exactly. His giant glands. The, it's the, which is the man's clitoris. I, 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 guess I don't think so. that's true, but okay. I don't, true,
2: I don't, I don't okay. know about that. But I guess you know, that, that brings up a lot of questions, honestly. Now that I've heard you say that, Stefan. Yeah. I'm uh, sure I'm
0: going to get a, a phone call from my mom. Exactly, so. exactly.
2: But uh, speaking of questions... Speaking of questions... Let's get to our top three questions of the week. John, anything good in the mailbag this week?
3: Never in a million years. <laughs> uh, okay, here we go. Uh, this first question comes in for 100 points from Wolfen Collie Stein at DMX underscore biographer. And he asks... If you guys had the opportunity to do a four-way with a hot chick, which one of you would back out first?
0: Ooh. I would back out first. Uh, I would never do something like that. I have uh, a girlfriend who I love named Irene and I would never
1: do
3: that. Well, that something. is exactly what a pussy would say. Now. Wow. Um Just joking.
2: But not really. <laughs> Yeah, using the the mailbag to try and score
3: points, Stefan. This might yeah, be it's a pretty world. shoddy. Did you? Is this why you suggested we do this question? I didn't pick that question. You did. You're like, oh, <laughs> oh we I absolutely have to check out this question from Wolf Okay, I from You're <laughs> you like, said, better this get This is my question.
2: absolute favorite question we've ever received. Yeah, you said this
3: is such a great question. Oh my god, it'd be amazing. Did I send you guys the picture of me with my girlfriend Irene and how I had a matching tie to her dress? Yeah. It was, it
0: was, yeah, it was a good picture, though.
3: I mean, it, okay, but... Good picture. It's just... That's what made the tie good, though, is that
2: it would, like, the, with the suit and her dress, you all were matchy-matchy all tied together. It was yeah, good. That was, that was the whole idea. I think so. that,
3: I, I, I'm going to say, I mean, you said that you were first, and that's okay, but let's imagine a scenario where we're all single and we're going to do this. I think I might back out first, because I feel like I would have the most different taste in in women, maybe, out of you three. Like, I guess it's supposed to be, like, a universally hot chick. But, like, I feel like I might be
0: the one who's, like, ah. Yeah. So, it was, like, it's, like, uh, let's just say it's, like, Mary Steenbergen.
3: <laughs> okay. Well, then I'm definitely in. I'm, 100, I'm 100% in. That's the case. <laughs> You're supposed
0: to pick someone who might be divisive. <laughs> yeah. No, I was, no, I was thinking something that, no, that wasn't meant to be divisive at all. That was meant to be uh, yeah, a very a universally beloved pick. pick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that was it's Mary Steenburgen. Come on. Yeah. I gotta,
2: the, the, lo- the love interest from Back to the Future Part 3. Uh, for Christopher yep. Lloyd, by the way. Christopher Lloyd's love interest in a movie that came out in, like, 1991.
3: Who Stephen is who Stefan is thinking it as the hottest woman alive <laughs> well i didn't say hottest woman alive i just said universally hot i we like come on okay I, but to be honest though me- we would definitely do that are you kidding me oh yeah
2: she's a she's a very attractive lady yeah, yeah. and
3: she probably has some things she could teach oh, she's me. only 64 oh that so is she was probably perfect. quite young at the
2: time when she made that film back in the day She's of course married to Ted Danson, so he might have something to say about it. I that. know,
0: and that's like a Hollywood power couple, so I don't really want to I'm sorry. I don't want to say anything untoward. Well, interesting because um, so. Yahoo
3: says despite what you heard on TV tonight, Ted Danson and Mary Steenburgen are not Mary Steenburgen are not separated despite what you heard. So that Ooh. could be Oh, the that was
0: first. on the Curb Your Enthusiasm episode, the new Curb. Oh, okay. Well, I don't know anything about oh, that. Oh, very funny.
3: Curb came back last night?
0: It's so funny. Yeah. Uh,
3: I haven't seen the new one. I got to get on that. All right. Next question. And this is, I'll be honest, this is a very sexually charged uh, mailbag this week. This next question comes in from Danielle. We're just happy to have a a lady contributing to the mailbag. Danielle, I don't believe she's a listener of the show, but if she is, hi, Danielle. Her Twitter is at asperdanielle. And she writes, if I had the chance to sleep with Tim Tebow, should I take it because he's hot? Or not because he's weird and churchy.
0: So I guess this is like RGS advice. Yeah. Well, so I don't. I can't. T- like, has Tim Tebow has he been married? Is okay. I no, mean, he is not, his-
3: and he does not have a girlfriend. But he did say recently that he thinks that uh, because of his father's recent diagnosis with Parkinson's disease, that he should speed it up. Because he wants his grandchildren to be able to ha- spend time with his dad.
2: Uh, but he, is he saving it for marriage? Yes. Yeah.
3: He is saving it for marriage. So technically Tim Debo is a virgin. So I would so say she's to she's also
2: asking if I had the opportunity to marry Tim Tebow. Yes. That, which changes the, the question entirely, I, I mean, think.
3: But no, because she's just saying smash. I mean, she's just saying if I have the opportunity well, to smash.
2: Okay, well then I would also say yes because... If he continued to parade around like he was this good, pure Christian boy holding down for marriage, you would know that he is full of shit and that this is just a gimmick that he is employed to appear uh, wholesome when he is not that. So then it's uh, you got this insider information that you could bring to Deadspin. And if you had some photo evidence,
3: they might pay you for whatever you provided them, so sex is just all about getting paid for you. I'm, isn't not, just a... I'm
2: just saying, there's a it would be a big story and do it like I would. I would say even removed from all of this, yes, do it from, for the story. But then when the story is actually like a news story, especially do it for the story.
3: I don't know. I mean,
0: I I, I heard I heard. Can I say something here? I heard yes. that Tim Tebow's penis is curly like a pig's tail. <laughs> Who'd you hear that from? Uh, what was that, John? Who did you hear that from? Uh, I heard it from I heard it from Tim Tebow. <laughs> oh, he just told you? Cool, cool, cool. He was like,
2: I called me up say... one day.
0: I was on the set of uh, it was like College Game Day or whatever. He was like, uh, "It's it's between games," and uh, called my buddy Stefan. He's like, Stefan, what's up?" Like, yeah, Tim, I thought you were on uh, College Game Day, and he's like, "No, I'm I'm between games." Uh, so I'm calling you. And I was like, "Yeah, okay. What's what's going on?" And he was like, oh, I just want to tell you uh, that uh, I, my penis is curly like a pig's tail. I was like, okay, well, thanks, Tim. Uh, it's earlier here because uh, I think game day was in, like, Jacksonville or something. It was, it was on the East Coast, so it was, like, uh, 8 in the morning, I think, uh, on, on my end. It was a little early, so I was kind of like, you, you woke me up. You know, it's a Saturday I like to sleep in.
2: How did you two um, meet?
0: Uh, Christian Mingle.
2: Oh, I'm happy for you. That's very... That's yeah, the, you and Tim. You and your best story, friend, yeah. Tim.
3: And this brings yeah. us to our 300-point question of the week. And this comes in from longtime listener Duncan, I don't know, at Duncan, I don't know. And he... Uh, I think this is uh, mostly for Justin, but Stefan and I can maybe help out. Uh, did the squirt and the confidence Justin got from it help him get his cool new job? And Stefan's already nodding like he is saying,
0: absolutely. Uh, look, I'm not. I'm not. I, 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 I'm gonna dance around this topic here because I know you don't like me even saying that word. No, I don't even like looking. It's at, fine. Uh, I can take it. Super soakers anymore. Uh, uh, you know, memories of, of summer water fights gone by uh, haunt you on a daily basis now. But uh, I think it gave you it gave you more confidence uh, because you spoke out against the people talking about it and you stood up to them. And I think that you were like, and it worked because people stopped talking about it until now. And I guess like a lot of other uh, episodes and times also, um, but most of the time. And I think that made you realize like, I can, I can do this. And like, and you've just been like kicking ass ever since. So yes, I think uh, it's been great for you. And I think you should get, I, you know, what actually I would say don't get squirted on again because it might like reverse everything. Yeah. Like I would say if
3: anything, write like a children's book about this inspirational story, Justin and the magic squirt. Okay. And like the squirt yeah. has like transitive properties that like once it got on you, there was it just transferred good vibes and energy to you.
0: Yeah, and you can you can make it a bit more like uh, G-rated. So it could be like you were out on uh, on the town, and uh, this young lady had a flower lapel pinned to her shirt, and the flower it was one of those prank ones, and it squirted water at you. <laughs> and the flower was pink.
2: She's like a clown, basically.
0: Yeah, you got. Uh, that's the story. Justin gets <laughs> squirted on by a clown. Yeah, like one of those like fake flower things. Yeah, Justin makes a clown squirt.
1: <laughs> that's
0: uh, the book.
2: No, I, I like to think that I did carry some of that swagger. Uh, it's a no, it's my... a sequel
0: to uh, it's a sequel to if you give a mouse a cookie called if you give a clown a squirting.
2: Into into my job interview.
0: You know that book is uh, anti-welfare. If you give a mouse a cookie. Yeah, and if you give a moose a muffin, why is it's all the consequences of giving free things to people and how they'll just keep asking for more free things.
3: Right. I mean, I guess that is true. Mm -hmm. Handout.
0: Sorry, Justin. You were saying.
2: No, it's fine. Uh, I was going to say, I feel like I did carry that confidence into my job interview. You know, the confidence from when I told people to fuck off and put some respect on my name or keep it the fuck out of their mouth. Yeah. that kind of confidence, but then as soon as he brought up during the interview that he had listened to the podcast, uh, I I my world came tumbling down a little bit. I became very frightened that this was going to be a bad thing, uh, and that has not been the case so far. In fact, uh, you know, we it's we did we talk about it last week that like Jesse Farrar was on the show. No, because we hadn't recorded at that point. I'm um, the first guest on my first show that I was producing and co-hosting. Our first guest was Jesse Farrar, and there were multiple times throughout the portion of that segment where Jesse was referred to on the air as our NFL insider Jesse Farrar. Which did he talk? Has he talked to you about that stuff? I would think that's pretty cool. That's a pretty cool he, feeling. He said he had a
0: great time and he was very, he was very impressed, and he would love to come on again. And I think. Uh, you could probably get a lot of cool
2: guests on. Yeah, there. no, I have already reached out to uh, you know, Felix Biederman and Jeb Lund and other people like that. So, uh, you know, Sportsnet 650 going to get that weird Twitter bump for sure. Uh yeah. we had I think one of our listeners wrote in to the about the fact that Radio Wars in Vancouver are already over if Bronze Hammer is throwing his weight behind Sportsnet, what chance does TSN even have? And did
0: did uh did Jesse get like good reviews? Oh yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I like to think uh that he was well regarded and listeners enjoyed him and of course had some former guests as well Nick Dyka from Kells was my Blue Jays insider and uh Ryan Lambert came on and talked about the NHL and college prospects as well so a lot of former real good show people and it was uh, it was a great time so hopefully I will be doing that again uh next Sunday we will find out but uh
3: speaking of Sportsnet Radio yeah I'm happy to introduce our latest Real Good Feud. Oh, yeah. I feel
2: like we should get to that before we move on. We should just
3: before we wrap up here. um,
0: First of all, can I just say that I wanted to extend an olive branch to these guys. And I do Uh, not. The olive branch, of course, being uh, the international symbol of peace, uh, because everyone, when someone hands you an olive branch, you're just like, oh, yeah, Thank thank you for the branch.
2: Yeah seems like doves are flying around with them in their mouths all the time, too, right? Always. Yeah,
0: they love olives. It's been in a bird mouth. Which I, Those are called beaks, by the way.
3: <laughs> they are called beaks. And a,
0: hi, and, and a
3: high source of avian flu. Yes. Now, uh, I do not want to extend an olive branch to them because they are clearly copying our brand. Uh, but Sportsnet Radio in Toronto just uh, recently announced that their new uh, programming block for the afternoon will be called Good Show. Uh, and one of their hosts, J.D. Bunkus, which that doesn't sound like a real name. Every single part of
2: this seems like a knockoff, including the hosts are knockoff human beings. Exactly.
3: Uh, Yeah, they're like, "Uh, uh, what's a a human name that we can have on the... uh, J.D. Bunkus! Um, And they're like, yeah, that sounds right. Ben Ennis Uh,
2: and J.D. Bunkus.
3: Yeah, so J.D. Bunkus uh, said on Twitter when he was confronted by one of our listeners that he had, quote... Never heard of our show. Yeah. 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 Classic shit that people say when they but he have said, heard of your show.
0: But he said he said that we we were he said something nice about us. I yeah, think. he yeah. said that we would probably be better than their show, and he is right. I, I'm I'm still extending the olive branch. It's still there. I want to have these guys on the show. And then we can go on theirs and we can kind of just talk about uh, our names of the the show names you know that's their whole deal, yeah. and I guess maybe sports also, but i think I think we should be looking for allies in uh in these trying times, so i'm going to extend uh, once again a dove uh to these fine men I okay.
2: do not want to declare war on a show that exists within the same company that I do, especially when i'm brand new to this company. I feel like that's yeah. a very stupid
0: decision, yeah, well, wait to until be- you get squirted on again to do that. <laughs>
3: Yeah, to be fair, I did message you, Justin, and say, I feel like we should drag this show, but also you just got hired by Rogers, so should we do that? And you're like, yeah, it should be fine. And then we did it, and then certain people suggested to you that maybe we should not have done that. I did
2: get a message from uh, a friend uh, who I work Friend and also co-worker, yes. Yes, who uh, said... That the tweet we quoted was from... um,
3: Like one of the the, heads of Sportsnet Radio? The the
2: national director of Sportsnet (laughs) Radio, who's been actively involved in the founding and kickoff of our station. And I said, it's all in good fun. This is just a fun feud. I have no hard feelings. It's just jokes. When I said that we are Coca-Cola and they are no-name brand (laughs) Cola... I was just having a laugh. I wish them no ill will, but at the same time, come on, guys. Come on. You know?
3: Yeah, guys. You know? This has been Come Come On on, guys, with Justin Morissette.
2: Come on. Come on.
3: Yeah, fuck you.
2: (laughs) And with that... Uh, we will head towards <laughs>
3: <laughs> everyone. Definitely gonna do the, segment, You're gonna do the ending episode.
2: It means we're on the home stretch. The cherry on top of our cynical Sunday, where we pick the things we like from the world at large. One good
1: thing. If a lot of people love each other, the world would be a better place to live.
0: Gentlemen, what do you like this week? Uh, I'm going to go with a game for the Switch uh, called Golf Story, uh, which is kind of like Earthbound meets the original Mario Golf. Uh, and it's, it's a golf-based, like, 32-bit uh, RPG. Oh, Wow uh and you wander around kind of an open world between all these different golf courses and you like level up your character by like hitting shots and like you know entering competitions and hitting things off in the distance and uh there's like a plot and everything you're trying to become like this pro golfer it's really fun now this I, is, I it.
2: this is like a major release it's not like a, something that you just find in the store like an indie. No, one. it's a, it's an e-star
0: one. It's 50 it was like $15. Oh, Okay,
2: okay. Yeah. I didn't uh, even know that the Switch had an e-store.
0: Oh, they do. It's it's amazing cuz Stardew Valley comes out on the Switch in like 3 days and that's going to just obliterate me.
3: <laughs> I've got to I got to revisit my farm on Stardew. I kind of built my farm up to have everything I wanted and then I was kind of like, "Oh, okay. Yeah, you got to get back in there. I'm kind of excited to start again.
0: Uh, I think my game's right now on the PS4, so it'll be nice to be able to play handheld because it seems like the ideal game to play in or
3: That'd be be pretty um, sweet for sure. The golf story, I mean, it doesn't sound as good as everybody's golf that I recommended like two weeks ago, but it sounds fun. That's a lot of golf games. Yeah, but they're good. I mean, those are good things. Um, I, this week, am going to recommend... um, uh, uh, playing uh, Emo and Screamo songs on the drums because uh, I am playing in an Emo cover band. It's been a while since I have uh, brought out the old uh, drums and uh, played a live show. And I got asked by a friend of mine to, uh, to join uh, a cover band for a Halloween show. So October 28th, we're going to be playing at uh, the Red Gate Art Society, which I think is on Hastings and uh, something. It's like right by the Astoria. 'll get I'll, get I'll get the address in a later episode. but yeah, we're playing nine uh, like emo and screamo cover songs. We had our first practice last week and it was fun as hell. It was so fun to like go back to my childhood roots, play some drums. We're gonna be playing songs by like brand new, Alexis on Fire, Paramore, My Chemical Romance, just really bringing it all back and all the bands, uh, it's a cover band show So if you like uh, other co- There's like a Yeah Yeah Yeahs cover band And some other It should be a good time And uh, they all have Halloween themed names So our band is called Paramorg And uh, <laughs> we have a female Lead singer And she's going to be Dressing up as Dead Haley Williams For the show So oh, it should sweet. be uh, So it should be a nice time So anyway If you're in Vancouver And you grew up on Emo and Screamo music And you want to see Your boy John Shred the drums uh, Then uh, please come by October 28th Red Gate um, I I'm looking forward to that. I hope that I don't have a
2: Canucks game that night because yeah. I really like to be there. Yeah, um, I'm sure
3: you will. It is a Saturday night. Yeah,
2: I mean it's only home games that I'm really locked in for. So if they're on the oh, road, really? then I might be okay. We'll oh, see.
3: sick!
2: But uh, I'm going to recommend a film this week, and if you you guys can tell me if I've recommended this one before. I'll recommend another one instead then. But <laughs> yes? we were talking about <laughs> water parks throughout this entire episode. And a film that I love very much, that I meant to recommend when I was uh, out at uh, Cultus in the summertime back in August, right, or July rather. When
3: you didn't invite me to go to my favorite well, place. I was working there, yeah, John. Yeah, I like wasn't
2: there on a like fun day out. I like the story. Uh film that I was thinking about that day, because it takes place at a water park, and we talk about water parks all day today. It is called The Way Way Back.
3: Yeah, and we is, didn't talk about it. I said that I watched it in our group chat, yes. and then you were like, it's really good, but I don't think we talked about it on the it show.
2: It is currently on Netflix, or it, it was. Yeah, it it is might is, not it, be anymore. Well, I, I, I watched is. it on Netflix, yeah, so yeah. I think
3: that, but I don't think I recommended it. I recommended The Overnight instead.
2: It stars uh, Tony Collette and Steve Carell, but the main star of it, other than The Kid, who is the lead character is sam rockwell who plays the owner and manager of a water park and like god i just love sam rockwell i think he is like just the most entertaining actor to watch in basically anything he's so charismatic and excellent and he can do basically anything from drama to comedy uh he's a great actor and it's a great movie it's a it's a wonderful like coming of age story that's set I think in the '80s. It's a period yeah, piece, it is, yeah. late '80s. Uh, and yeah, just a, just a, a great little movie uh, that I enjoyed very, very much. Wonderful performances, uh, especially from once again Mr. Sam Rockwell, who's a fucking delight. It is called *The Way Way Back*, and uh, yeah, I would recommend that for sure. Me I'm too. Glad to know that I haven't recommended it before because I know I've definitely meant. To.
3: Great, uh, great
2: film. And with that, that will do it for this
3: week's episode. Our roommates. ...are Mike and Amanda, because I live in a new apartment this week. Yeah, it's... it's uh, I mean, I think it's nice. I can't see... It's full uh, of boxes uh, at the moment. I was going to say, I can't see uh, through all the garbage. But, but next time uh, you're here... Next it time it will be it good. It will be good. Perfect. Yes. Can't wait.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Our interns, of course, the fine folks at SeatGeek, a very progressive company populated entirely by women. We love and respect them, of course. Promo code REALGOOD for $20 off your first purchase. Uh, if you want to support the show, you can do so by heading over to patreon.com realgoodshow. We've got uh, some great bonus content coming your way over the next little while. We we pitched a lot of new bonus episodes in the mailbag that came out last week, and I think we're going to follow through on, uh, on some of those pitches. Uh, I'm not I looking forward hope, to it. I certainly hope that we do at least do the young Sheldon McNugget challenge. Uh, yeah. Uh, Hopefully we can do that in the next month or so. Oh, I'm really looking forward man, to that. Man, I
0: don't want to eat that many <laughs> nuggets. And we'll, do, uh, we'll do the Thanksgiving episode. So we'll do, at the very least, a short bonus episode at oh. Thanksgiving. I'm an elite athlete. I cannot eat a third
3: of 150
2: <laughs> Well, you have to. Otherwise, we'll never be able to stop watching Young Sheldon. Oh, my
3: God. Um,
2: but, yeah, Stefan, you're going to be home for Thanksgiving very soon. How many so episodes did we say it was well? the
3: same episode over and over again, right?
2: Well, as many episodes as there are, oh. which I think is only two at the moment. It's up to two now,
0: I think, yeah. <laughs> It's a, uh, it's, it's the biggest uh, comedy premiere of the last four years apparently. Jesus. Oh man. Well, that's not
3: surprising because The Big Bang Theory does such good numbers. But anyway. Yeah. Alright, I cannot, I just can't even think about it So let's skip that
2: Yes, patreon.com slash realgoodshow If you want to support the program, we always appreciate it When you choose to do that You can find us online on Twitter at realgoodshow On Facebook at facebook.com slash group slash realgoodshow The website is realgoodshow.com And of course, we always appreciate it When you rate and review the program on iTunes Gives us a nice little boost in their algorithm And of course, lets people know that the show is good And you can do that also by just telling people that you like the show and it exists, and you might think that they would want to listen to it. But uh, until next week, I'm Justin Morissette,
3: Stefan Hack, John Cullen.
2: Be real, be good, be real good.
3: Water park. park. Okay, Pretty that's close. close enough. That's close enough. Well, I'm taking yeah. a win on that.
2: I'll yeah. count that as a victory for sure. Yeah.
3: I almost said
0: uh, curly penis. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was one of the two.
2: Yeah. It was... There was a slide shaped like Tim Tebow's penis,
0: actually. (laughs) Yeah,
3: exactly. The cannonball run was inspired by Tim Tebow's penis.
2: (laughs) Colorado River Rides main fork is actually what he calls his dick.
3: Yeah, exactly. And much like the cannonball run, someone lifted their head and died. (laughs) Lots
0: Lots of kids died there.
2: That's probably true.
0: Yeah. Did you stop recording at that point, or no?
2: No, this is all still in.
0: Okay, because there was a long enough pause where I was like, "I'm going to say a bunch of kids died near Tim Tebow's penis." <laughs> and still recording. So now, anyway, I didn't really like. It's, it's, I didn't explicitly say what happened. Like, just they died
3: around his penis.
0: Yeah, like he could have been just standing in his pants, like or his clothes. Just, all his clothes are on and a school bus, drove off a cliff. <laughs> and, and Tim that's Tebow's near, just that's standing
1: near. there. That's,
0: that's, he's not naked or anything. Like he's wearing... It's just technically it's, near, right, it's right. near him also. I like that you
3: described him being clothed as standing in his pants.
0: <laughs> well... I
1: don't know. What else are you going to do in your pants?
3: <laughs> episode 112, standing in his pants. <laughs> They're going to have to wait a long time to
2: get to that title.
3: I know. That's what's kind of fun about it. Because I, I feel think... like a lot of people might turn the episode off at once you start doing your, like, follow us at RealGoodShow, Patreon.com. No, people show like to... the
2: music and shit, I think. I mean, maybe.
0: I think we should legitimately call the episode Squirt Lord because people will, like, I, I, I know you may not want to, Justin, but it will get people listening. Oh, they'll get... pop the rating for sure. Yeah, I think we should start calling like episodes like very not explicit, but things that'll be like, oh yeah, I'm clicking on Squirtlord for sure. But again, it's up to you because you're Squirtlord. I'll do
3: it. Yeah, no, I'll do it. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Speaking of popping a rating, that's what I call squirting.
1: be me to satisfy your intellectual need Do you want